Welcome to my Disney Addiction Podcast. I'm your Disney detective, Greg. And I'm your number one ghost host, Chris. Well, Chris, it looks like we have a new member joining us today. It does. Yes. Uh, So, why don't you introduce yourself by telling us your name, where you're from, and for how long you've been a Disney addict. Hi, I'm Tony from Chicago, and I've been a Disney addict for 14 years. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, how are you doing? Great, I can't believe people stuck around and tuned back in for episode number two. I know, first one. I know, well you know, episode two, it's a lot like, you know, sequels, like, oh, will it be better than the first? Well, I, I think that this, uh, this sequel to the first will be a lot better. So was the first one bad? No, it's great, but this one's gonna be like phenomenal. Okay, so this one's going to be good. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I was going to be like, wait a minute, Greg, what are you saying about this already? Are you saying we suck? No, no, not at all. Lovely, lovely first episode. Hopefully you guys liked it as well. So, this next episode here, once again, thank you very much for tuning in. Like I said, we're going to be doing a series here kind of on why Disney. And first one, we were talking about why Disney for us, me and Greg, our experiences, and everything like that. Yep. This episode, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be going more broad on the next few episodes here. So this next episode is gonna be specifically about why Disney in general, because we're gonna narrow it down. We're gonna talk about theme parks and resorts, but why Disney in general is so important. Because, like we said, Greg, not everybody is as obsessed as we are. Right. And some Disney fans don't enjoy going to like the Disney parks, but heresy, heresy, right? blasphemy. <laughs> I know, but they do enjoy an occasional Disney movie or they love, you know, a Disney soundtrack. So there are different aspects to a Disney fan. Okay. I would agree with you. So let's start off with this question. Okay. Kind of hit on this last episode, but let, let's kind of rehash it a little bit. Okay. In general, not for us, but in general for Disney, uh, what Disney has done to this planet. I will, maybe the solar system. system. Yeah, like I, mean, I mean, heck, we named a planet after Mickey's dog. Pluto. Did, did Pluto come... Did the of, dog of come... Of course. Did the dog come first before we named the planet? Of course. Well, sad to say it's not a planet anymore. Um, but, I mean, don't get me started on that route. But, yes, Pluto the planet is named after Mickey's dog. That is a fact. Is that really a fact? Do you know that 100%? That's a Greg fact, and that means that it's sometimes not. So not a fact. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, so why in general do you feel like Disney has had the effect on people? Like, like I get it. Like Disney's been around for a long time. Yeah, so if you have companies that have been around for a long time, they should you know, have an impact on the world. Right. But Macy's has been around forever. J.C. Penney's has been around forever, but by us, J.P. Penney's and Macy's are going out of business. So, True. so yes. why is Disney not going out of business? They've been around since what? 1923. So 1923, but like Disney's had an impact for a little bit longer than that because he actually started in animation before he was he created him and Roy. Yeah, him and Roy, I think, established the Walt Disney Brothers Animation Studios in 1923. So that was when like they made it an, an official business. But before that, you know, Walt was. You know, you know, working for the Kansas City Star. Yeah. He was uh, a newspaper boy. He was making drawings. He even um, was uh, sent to France during World War One. I. Uh, I think he was an ambulance driver, and he would create like little. Well, he wasn't an ambulance driver. Okay, he wasn't. He, he drove, uh, essentially, what well, what amounted to essentially supply. Okay. Food supply through the Red Cross. Gotcha. So, um, so. Getting back to the right, yeah, question. So like, why Disney? I mean, I think it's because they are constantly innovating. And when they're not innovating, they're acquiring, which diversifies. <laughs> acquiring. And they're just building their brand. They're making more of it. And I mean, to start things off, Walt Disney had such a phenomenal mind in how to tell a story. Because basically, when you look at it, all of their classic movies come from 
fairy tales that have already been written years and years and years before. But they took an awesome, really cool spin on that story and made it even more universal. And I think that's just basically they were off to the races from the get-go. Of course, there were you know some setbacks and stuff as they were um, you know starting to develop their animation department. But just in general, just the way that they were able to revolutionize the, the film industry, animation, and storytelling, it's it was really it just shows you that this is what the people needed. This is what we inherently need or want or derive enjoyment from. Yeah, no, so I think, no, I would agree with that. Um, I think one of the things is, in general, that what Disney has done is that <clears throat> the besides everything, I mean, we're going to get into some details throughout this podcast, but I think Disney has done a very good job <laughs> of saturating the market. Oh, oh my gosh, yes, they're everywhere. Right? Like, I mean, they're they're underneath my feet right now. You know? Probably. Because when you think about it, if you keep going down the Earth's, Earth's crust, you'll hit the mantle. You'll go forward. You'll hit the Earth's core. Even below that, you just keep going. And then China's below us. And that's where Disney Hong Kong and Disney Shanghai are. So they're literally beneath us. That's a Greg fact. <laughs> Folks, I don't... I. I can't. Okay, I'm not. See, going. it makes so much sense that you're just like, I don't know how to refute that. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Okay, forget it. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, so I think Disney has just done a good job of saturating the market. I think they've actually done a very good job, um, musically wise, you know, food wise, um, theme park wise. They just do a good job. I mean, they're all around. They're all around Renaissance. A company you know they 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 have their fingers in everything and w with everything that, that that they do they do a phenomenal job at so it's I mean you can't go wrong with it yeah no I definitely agree with you I think they did a very good job of mm, touching every single thing that people would want to be a part of I think it's very important that when we look at how Disney has affected the culture in general they've affected the culture in general in a way of for good or for bad, they are a titan, right? Like, mm -hmm. if Disney says they want to buy something, then everybody's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But, like, I think they've also done a very good job of just making sure that even though they are titans and it's a business, I mean, we're not going to lie here, they're a business, they have revenue, they have stockholders, so they need to make a profit. But they've done a good enough job while they are what some people would say money grabbing they have still done a good job of keeping things family friendly in some ways and very much catered to a certain audience marvel which i mean five and six year olds shouldn't be seeing certain marvel movies probably or tv right. shows right but i mean they've they've reached that gamut i think they've done a very good job of just bringing every great age group in oh, 100%. so it's we, we keep going in on this but let's just uh back up a little bit here hopefully we can narrow things down here right so in regards to that let's let's talk about disney movies why disney movies so what makes it so i guess just endearing to people and why they get so hyped when they hear like oh a new disney movie is coming up how how did that form so are we talking about the history or just in general? Because like, um, are we gonna turn this into a history episode, or are we just turning it into in general? Like in general. Okay, in general. Okay. Um, well, I think there are some things that Disney has done um, with the movies that I wouldn't say are staples, but they're staples. Um, almost to the point where it's a joke. And Disney makes it a joke. And Disney makes jokes of themselves. And Disney owns it. Yeah. You know, like, like we understand, but... Yeah, like, hey, to the point where... Stopping. Like, let's start off with the first first one. Yeah. Snow White. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. When did that come out, Greg? 1938. 
So if that that was important because that was the first Disney animated feature, full length animated feature, yeah. and not just Disney first full length animated feature ever in the history of the world. Yeah. So yeah. with that, I mean, there was an <laughs> Dis So let me kind of put it this way: people who know Disney think of Disney princesses because with Snow White they created an archetype. Where now Disney makes fun of that archetype. Right. Yep. Right? Like, damsel in distress. Like, somehow, when the princess starts singing, animals flock to her. Yes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like, to the point where, like, I think it was in Moana, um, Maui says, you know, you know, oh, Moana says, I am not a princess. And uh, Maui <laughs> says... Uh, that what is it if um, she's wearing a dress and has an animal sidekick then you're a princess oh yes yeah, I remember that <laughs> right yeah and and, th and so it, th that's so meta but yet it, it's true of what Disney created yeah and to the point where in Wreck-It Ralph when um, Penelope goes into the princess room R Ralph breaks the internet yeah where Ralph breaks the internet yeah, the sequel she goes into the princess room and they ask her a bunch of questions like She's like, I'm a, Penny's like, I'm a princess. I'm a princess. Don't hurt me. And they're like, well, um, do you need a man like to solve yeah, your problems? Yeah. Do you or... have daddy issues? No. Do you have mommy issues? So do we. Or and like <laughs> so one of the questions we. is is like, do you have an animal that talks to you? Yeah. It's like all these like archetypes of what the Disney princesses right. are. Yeah. But like overall, like looking back at those individual movies, that's nothing bad. I mean, the movies are great, and <sighs> and of course, you know. In terms of like the evolution of Disney and where they're looking forward to to going and how they portray you know um, females and males in their movies, um, you know that that's also much needed. But when you look back at those classics, like you, you you can't really go wrong. Like sure, you can make fun of them, you can point to the fact that you know they have the same um, I guess recipe, but they're still really great movies. And again. The animation is just sublime. It's sublime, supple animation. Stop with the word supple. It, it you can use it in so many different aspects, but and and I think it really does work just because how smooth their animation is. I mean, I forget that I am watching an animated movie just because they animate it so well that I think I'm just watching a movie. That's it. And and that's why I love like rewatching Disney movies, is because. I cannot get over the fact that how well that they're animated. Like it blows my mind. Okay, so let's let's kind of get because we want to be able to bring people into the experience right. here of like like be a part like feel like they're a part of this conversation. So like, what are some iconic Disney movies? Right. Okay. So generally speaking, um, you gotta say Lion King. I think that's one that comes up the majority of the time. Like everyone loves the Lion King. So do you feel that? Because um, I know people on the podcast are going to argue. Um, so this isn't my list. I, this is just what I think the world has like come to know of when they think about Disney movies. To be honest, I really don't think um, this is where the discussion is really going to get fun. Oh boy, oh boy. And I know we're going to get people mad, so that's cool. I like getting people mad. <laughs> um, you can ask my wife. <laughs> uh, so I really don't think besides... Um, a few of the Disney Renaissance movies. Okay. Besides Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, and Cinderella, nobody even really knows that much about or even thinks about any of the early previous Disney movies before the Disney Renaissance. Like, really, who's talking about Robin Hood? Who's talking about The Great Mouse so Detective? So underrated, so great. But, like, you know, who's talking about Peter Pan? A lot of people. I think Peter Pan is also a great... Considerably less than Cinderella or Snow White. True. Or Sleeping Beauty. Like but when you still, think of that, you think of that like what is that, 1930 to 19 what is it 89? Six, yeah. So Little Mermaid came out in 1989 or 1988? 89. 89. 89. Yeah. So what is that? That's 50 years. Yeah, give or take. And 50 years ish, give or take. And you have, I would say, generally speaking, three movies that stand out above the rest, and the rest get kind of shoved off to the side, which is Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, and Cinderella. Now there are a few that kind of move up the list in that time period of 
Peter Pan. Peter Pan, yeah. Pinocchio. Dumbo, even. Even Dumbo's pretty low. Not that many people even watch Dumbo or consider that anymore. True. But, like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, so you just generally have the prince, like, the the archetypes there. I'm not making a political statement of archetype or not archetype with the princesses. I'm just saying, like, Disney did those three movies well. But really, eh, all the other ones kind of get lost in that time period, especially after Walt died. Yes, like there was like a dark. Well, they, they <clears throat> they're they're known as the Disney Dark Age. Yeah, the, the Disney Dark Ages. Like you have Robin Hood, you have Jungle Book, which is also another great movie. Mm-hmm. You have Black Cauldron, you have which um, you've never seen, which I've never seen, but I know that it's yeah. it's one of the. Uh, you know, lesser yeah. known or lesser positively reviewed Disney movies. The Rescuers. The Rescuers. Um, you have, like you said, The Great Mouse Detective, uh, so, Fox and Hound. Yeah, Fox and the Hound. And I mean, so you have all of, I mean, so like we have, you have so many movies that were put out that I really think get kind of pushed off to the side for those three and then you get the Disney Renaissance. So I think for most people when they think Disney, they think of the, the original three princesses. Okay. You know, and then it doesn't really get back until you start thinking about the Renaissance because everybody starts thinking of, I mean, arguably some of the best grossing Disney movies. Yes. Forget Frozen for a second. Yeah, just forget Frozen Um, in general. Some of the best classic, and Eve's crazy to think that those, these are now considered considered classic movies. I know, I know. But like some of the best Disney movies that, I mean, I would arguably say like, I think Disney, Walt Disney did a good job back in the day, but I would think the hype, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. (laughs) Um, but some of the high points, some of the highest points of Disney, um, work, like even above and beyond the theme parks and anything, some of the best works are Sleeping Beauty, uh, not Sleeping Beauty, uh, I would probably say, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Lion King. Those three movies are some of the best things that Disney has ever done. Now, I know a lot of okay. people love Little Mermaid. I like The Little Mermaid a lot, but I think... They hit their premiere stride um, with those three, and I think the the Renaissance movie was The Lion King. Oh, for sure, and that's why I started off, you know, this this section of this episode with with that movie. Like when people think of Disney movies and and which ones like stand out, it's definitely it's definitely The Lion King, and I completely agree with you in the fact that. You know, a lot of Disney movies before the Renaissance and even in between, you know, some of the main princess movies, they do get lost in the shuffle. Um, And like you said, Disney just hit their stride in 1989. They found the magic, everything, like the stars were in position. And kind of like Hercules. The star. Yes, exactly. The planets were in alignment. You could release the Titans. Exactly. Yes, yes. And I love that analogy just because Hercules is my favorite Disney movie, but I digress. Um, so I, I would say that Lion King is definitely up there in, in the world. I'd have to also give it to The Little Mermaid. I think, again, that's what restarted that Disney engine because they were they were floundering, no pun intended. I think there was a pun intended. No, it, I, <laughs> I love unintentional puns and that's a Greg fact. But anyway, um, it'd be Lion King. The Little Mermaid, and then I would have to also agree with you on Beauty and the Beast. Now, the reason why I bring in Beauty and the Beast is because even though it is thought of as a classic along with all those others, when it came out, when it was like as new as new can be, that movie was nominated for for the best film. I'm not talking about the best animated feature. I'm talking about the best film for Oscars. And I mean, if that doesn't show you how much it was loved by the fans and applauded by the the critic the critics alike, I don't know what is. Yeah, I think I mean Disney movies have I mean freaking there's a cult following behind um, Nightmare Before Christmas for crying out loud. What's that movie? The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I've never seen it. Folks. <laughs> Folks. <laughs> I Okay, so here's one of our right away Oof. episode number two. Oof. One of the reasons that even though me and Greg get along very well, 
this is one of the things that makes me want to slap him. Uh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas is one of my favorite Disney movies. And Greg here has just just dropped the ball completely here. And I'm very sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just take a moment and just silence for Greg's not pure Disney fandom here. All right, that's enough. There you go, one sec. Yeah, but like growing up, I mean, okay, I guess there isn't any excuse. Uh, it's just I've been lazy in 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 that regard. But growing up, maybe it's because I don't know what I'm missing in that movie, but I would always associate, um, you know, things with my, my birth year. So I was born in 1993, and when I was growing up, I have four younger brothers. So I was like, oh, cool. One of my brothers was born when... Uh, Pocahontas came out, or Hercules came out, or Emperor's New Groove. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, what do I get? The Nightmare Before Christmas. I was like, why? Like, and then I was searching. I'm like, they didn't, they didn't release any animated. Like, of course it's like, you know, uh, claymation or, or, or stop motion. But I'm like, oh man, like, I was one year away from Aladdin or Lion King. I missed it by a year. Folks. Yeah, but a year. I'm like, and I got Nightmare Before Christmas. But here's what the thing. This? You were born on a year that literally started a cult following to the point where freaking hot... And I don't realize that. Yeah, right Hot now. Topic, Spencer's like... Hot Topic, is, is that the the, the jingle? Hot Pocket. Hot Pockets. Yeah. This is no, not a sponsorship or anything. Yeah, yeah but Hot they're, Topic. They're delicious. Hot Topic, the store up by us, and a bunch of other stores around the world. I mean, have Jack Skellington stuff all over the place. Yeah. Like even on Halloween, like he's everywhere. At Christmas time, he could be everywhere. I know. Like, I, like I just don't you were born that. in one of the most. Okay, so let's keep moving on because <laughs> we're gonna get on about movies here for a long time. But overall, yes. I think Disney has done a very good job of getting Disney movies um, very um, much focused on drawing at your heart. Like, what's oh. one of the most saddest uh, Disney moments? I mean, I can name two off my off the bat. Bambi's mom died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. The first thing that popped into my mind. Mufasa dying. Long live the king. Like that that shook me. Like I'm that so, shook me. Like they 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 know how to definitely um, make people feel. And like one of the worst that like to this day, like my wife cries. Okay. Not bawling, but like uh-huh. she tears up. Like I can see tears going down her face. Every single time she watches the intro to up. Oh. Up makes her tear up every single time yeah i mean just the way they set the stage for that movie and even though there was tragedy in the beginning literally what like two three minutes into it they do such a good job at like telling the whole life story of that couple that when it does happen you're like you're like i've known these people their whole life you're like a husk of a person like i i am just i'm broken down now i'm like what is disney doing to me it's crazy agree yeah all right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we got so much to cover here, so we're yes. going to have to move on. Don't worry, we are, we will have tons of different themes. We could do a whole series just on The Lion King, or just yes. on Dumbo, or just on Fantasia. And let us know if you want um, us to do that as well. Also, before we move on to the next topic, what is your favorite Disney movie? My favorite Disney movie? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do it. Lion King. Has to be The Lion King. <laughs> See, there it is. It comes out, The Lion King. I can't, I can't. Like, the music... <laughs> The score, the the different songs. Sir Elton John. Elton John. I mean, Hans Zimmer. Yep. I mean, just it's just amazing. Yeah. And then like the anime. I think the animation in that movie was like the pinnacle. Like they were getting better after uh, um, um, Beauty and the Beast. And Aladdin. And Aladdin. But Lion King was just because I think in Lion King they were actually doing a lot more art anime like. Regular animation mixed with CGI animation, not okay. full CGI, yeah, but like but computer animation. Experimenting, with yeah. It, yeah. And I think it just was it was amazing what they did with that. So like that's my favorite Disney okay. movie. What about yours, Greg? So I didn't mention it uh, before, but uh, definitely Hercules. Hercules. Yes, and I think it was such a different take on on a movie and in myth and of mythology in general. I mean, I'm a huge fan of mythology. I love their soundtrack. It was so clever that they used the uh, Grecian muses as a gospel choir to not only move the story forward, but also deliver some 
killer songs that literally makes me want to jump for joy or just increases my mood whenever I hear them. So how do you feel about the whole fact that uh, the movie is pretty inaccurate when it comes to uh, you know what? Greek mythology? You know what? I do not mind because that is that's a whole different story. Just what, the what's, way... what's Zeus's wife again? Hera. Hera. Did you know in the mythology she actually was trying to kill Hercules? Yeah, and she actually drove him insane. Yeah. Uh, and then, which led him to kill his wife Meg yeah. and his children. Yeah. So, obviously, this is a Disney movie, so they could not show it. Of course, of but the way that they did it, uh, oh my gosh! And I mean, the main character, I, I, I sort of feel like I have a lot of similar personality traits to Herc, um, except for the big muscles. I'm working on that, by the way. That's a Greg fact. And, um, I mean, he's just a, such an innocent, uh, fun-loving guy who wants to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, before we get too deep into our favorite movies, we'll have a different episode talking about that. Yeah. Uh, but we just wanted to sort of let you guys know... Uh, a little where, bit about us. Where, yeah, where we stand. And also, please let us know your favorite Disney movie. So, let's kind of move on here. Yes. Let's do, um, because we got so much stuff to cover here. We do. Um, let's clip it along. Let's do a couple things here. Let's, uh... Yeah. Kind of mix it up a little bit here. We're gonna we'll, let's stick with kind of like movies, but sounds. Disney sounds, songs. Okay. Um, we'll make this kind of quick because we got so much to go through. Each episode is gonna turn into two hours. I'm Seriously, I'm though, I you, know man. we we need to have like little bull peeps lasso that'll come out and like yeah take us unless off you stage. unless unless our fans are totally cool with two hours. Then yeah, I, I don't care. We can talk for two hours. Let us know. Yeah. Let us know. You have an hour to listen to us on the way to work. An hour to listen on the way home. Do there it. You go. Yes. Um. So sounds, okay, sounds. And, sounds and music. Sounds and music, okay. What are some of, what do you think are some of the most iconic Disney sounds slash music and or your favorites? You can throw some of those in there. Gotcha. I mean, um, I can tell you right now, like, I, I almost guarantee you that anybody who listens to, um, oh my gosh, what is that one song from uh, Beauty and the Beast? A Tale as Old as Time. A Tale as Old as Time. Like that, oh, it, I think it's actually called Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, yeah. whatever. Like, oh. yeah, we're Disney experts, folks. <laughs> we uh, are. We are. But like, when people hear that song, they immediately are just like, it's like an emotional song. They just drop everything they yeah. they're doing and they just listen. It's and a, a a cool little factoid about that song is the singer. Angela Langsbury, I believe is her name. She's, or Lansbury. Lansbury, I think. Lansbury. Um, she also voices, or voiced Mrs. Potts mm -hmm. in Beauty and the Beast. She did that on one take. It was one take. Wow. Yes. She went into the recording studio, laid down a masterpiece, and just dropped the mic and walked out. What the heck? Yes. It was a one take Angela. Yeah. This is our, like, 17th take. I'm just kidding. This is our first take. <laughs> this is our first take. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, just imagine. Um, but, like, so what are some other um, Disney sounds or, or songs? Right. Um, well, for me, the first thing that came up, this is one that I think is more reviled than loved, but reviled. It's, it's a small world. Oh my god. <laughs> See, I, I hate that song, people. <laughs> I it hate it. But I do. Okay, I'm sorry. I had to mention it. Just because that is literally Disney. I just am looking at our uh, recording monitor. Yeah. And when I said, oh my God, like the went ball. Went off the charts. It went off the charts. It, could, it, couldn't. it, it couldn't contain Chris's, Chris's emotional state after hearing that. No, but it's it's the truth. It's a small world. It's a small world is, is definitely one that everybody knows uh, and everybody now uh, hates, but I'm sure that some people do like it. I mean, for me, I don't mind it. Um, it's on my iPod. I, I listen to it every once in a while. Um, I mean, to the point where people, Disney knows how much they people hate it. Like, early on, yeah. like, in The Lion King, yep. when Scar Maybe wants uh, Zazu to start singing songs, Zazu starts singing It's a Small World, and Scar immediately says, no, no, anything but that. Anything but that. Anything. <laughs> I mean, like, I know. I mean, it even got into a Disney movie just because of of that uh, hatred. I, hatred, or yeah, uh, but again, it had to be said. It had to be said. I'm really glad that this is a podcast and it's not live where people are throwing like tomatoes at me or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, um, so I mean, I think there's that one. Like, I think some of the things is that like when people think of 
Disney, there are certain songs that just register. And I think that's where Disney does it very well. Like, their music is so good that it just hooks you. Like, I mean, uh, let me, like, another one, like, from an, another attraction is my favorite attraction at Disney. Hands down, is the Haunted Mansion. Like, the it is just pure... I won't get into the ride because we're obviously not talking about that right now. Yeah, but when I hear that, when I walk up to the Haunted Mansion and I start hearing that spooky music, uh-huh. okay, that to me is like, now I'm in Disney. I got you. I, like to me, like yeah. obviously there's music when you're going into the parks and whatever, but yeah. Um, do you feel like there's any specific Disney song from an attraction? From an attraction that, that that's yours. That's your thing. That. that, that. Um, you know, just thinking about it in terms of a Disney attraction, I know this isn't a Disney song, but one that I'll always associate with Disney is Aerosmith's Walk This Way. Uh, just because that's my favorite ride mm-hmm. in all of Disney World is Rock and Roller Coaster. And uh, whenever I hear Walk This Way, I... I just get chills. I start smiling. It's great. But in terms of like an other Disney attraction that's decidedly Disney, um, I don't know. It's I would have to say Splash Mountain. Splash there's just, Mountain. There's just something so peaceful about that. You know, backcountry mm-hmm. banjo uh, laid back vibe that I find just so relaxing. What about um? I I can never pronounce it. And I'm not going to because I'm going to butcher it. All right. Let's see if I can help you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but everybody knows when you're on the monorail. Yes. Uh, you know, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, how does it go? Uh-huh. It's, um... Oh, okay. I Yeah, I know, I know. Everybody knows what we're talking about. I <laughs> everybody totally... does, but, like, we're drawing blanks. It's, I did not take Spanish in school. I was a French... Um, a French minor, so uh, forgive me for maybe mispronouncing this, but I think it's like, por favor, mantengas alejado de las puertas. Yeah, <laughs> something like <laughs> something that. Like, like it's it's. So, you know, there's always those things that like just those random sounds that are just very, you know, big and like I I, I don't know. I feel like um, Disney songs. I mean, they have playlists like me like when we put my daughter to bed. Uh-huh. Um, so my daughter's two and a half, a little over two and a half. When we put her to bed, um, we turn on the Alexa and we play Disney lullaby music. I mean, like, they have a whole, like, Amazon and whatever podcast playlist, <clears throat> Pandora playlist, all set aside for, like, Disney-themed stuff. You can go on YouTube, they have Disney piano music. Like, me and my wife, my wife um, walked into uh, us getting married. Um, it was Tale as Old as Time. Classic. And then w- when we walked out after we got married... Uh, from the ceremony was, you know, it's a whole new world. Love it. So I mean, it's there's like it's used all the time, all over the place. I mean, like one of the what's one of the best like friendship songs from Toy Story. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Like, there's so much that I feel like Disney songs can apply to, and I think people just have grabbed onto that and just apply it to their lives. And they listen to it when they're depressed, listen to it when they're happy. Um, like, people want their kids to listen to Disney music. Right. I mean, and they want to share that love because it's it, it's not like oh my kid will love this. It's I love this. Let me share it with my kid, mm-hmm. so we can enjoy it together. So we can create memories, and mm-hmm. that is the lasting effect. You know, yeah. that's the Disney effect, as it were. Um, but you know, just to get it, I, I guess um, in general, in general, not in major or in corporal or in sergeant, in general. Okay. What do you think is like the top three most popular Disney songs? Like ever? Like ever. That's a fact check question that <laughs> I don't have. We, um... I know it's very subjective, but I'm, I'm talking just like <clears throat> when you when you think about Disney in general, it's just like what three songs come to your to mind? To my mind. Yes. And I think I think most people would probably agree with this. Um, I think most people would probably agree with um, Tale as Old as Time okay. or Sleeping Beauty or whatever it is. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, whatever. Um, <laughs> you'd have that one. Gotcha. I'd also think people might think of When You Wish Upon a Star. Um, 
and I'm sorry to say because it has so affected everything. Don't say it. I think it's let Don't it go. Don't say it. No. No. Oh, my heart hurts. It hurts. Uh, yeah, like let it go has so. It's. I mean, you can't deny it. Like that movie True. made a billion dollars. It did. I guarantee. And here's the thing: Disney was not expecting it to make a billion dollars. I know. Isn't that crazy? They had no idea. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it went big. It was a and sleeper hit. Catch up, and freaking. Every person on YouTube was doing a Let It Go cover. Yeah, everyone. Adina Manzel had, she was just singing a song. And it, top grossing song of that year. Blew off the charts, yep. Like, really? I mean, I was literally hearing that on repeat on radio stations. My brothers were playing it for literally four or five years after even. I mean, it's just like, it was the song that would not stop playing. You know, It was to the, so, to the point where even people just say, the phrase like if I'm doing something and they're just like if I'm and I'm getting frustrated about something that happened you know two months ago yeah and people will be just like Chris just let it go and I'm just like I have a twitch he's like oh man oh man <laughs> I have a twitch frozen fractals <laughs> all around um, and it, but I mean it's it's a great song I mean they knocked it out of the park but I think with it just being overplayed it it sort of falls in the category of oh my gosh here we go again almost to the small world almost. Yeah, almost. almost, almost. But for me, I, I would have to agree with uh, Beauty and the Beast theme. So Tales all this time. Um, also, I, I'd have to say a whole new world. Really, yes. more than When You Wish Upon a Star. Yes, yes. I don't know. I think yeah. I'd have to agree with disagree with you on that. Okay, one. I mean, I don't know. For, I mean, but of, of course, it's it's coming more from me. But I think that was just, I think the honestly the epitome of the Disney Renaissance songs. Okay. You can top that in Disney Renaissance. And uh, I, I would also a, a agree with Let It Go in terms of like the popularity okay. in the world. So kind of switch, switching gears here. Okay. Um, Going to gear, gear four, gear three. Uh, guess at the end of this, we're going to be um, talking. You guys can mail in, uh, email in um, some things in the, and we'll discuss what can you email in. But keep that on the back of your brain. Yes. What is one of your few favorite Disney songs, sounds, like what do you think stands out the most in general, whatever yes. the case may be. Please, please let us know. Um, so we've been to Disney World a lot. Uh, Have we? Yeah, I think. A, you, a drop in the bucket, I'd say. You've been you've been there double the amount of times I have, and I've been there probably 11 or 12 times. Wow. Yeah, so for me, I've been there so many times that I cannot count on my digits anymore. Like You've been there I almost as old as you are. Literally, yeah. Uh huh. I've, You're I've one year short. One trip short of making it the same age. I know. So one of these one of these years, I'm thinking about going twice. And how old are you? I'm 26. 26. Do you hear that, folks? 26. No. Well, he's went 25 times. Yes. So this one will be your 26. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so it it will. 26 and 26. Yeah. So I oh. just realized. Oh my gosh! I am. You have no idea how, how how happy I am right now. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> this is this is phenomenal. This is momentous. I cannot believe this. Okay. Uh, so since we've been down there so much, um, everybody who goes to Disney, and Disney has perfected this. I mean, like they know that's how they get people to buy their stuff, right? Yeah. But smells. What do you think? Like anybody who goes to Disney in general. Um, what general smells do you think there are? I think, I mean, there are some obvious ones. Um, let's not spend too much time on it. Just like one or two things. Um, yeah, some general because smells. Because we're going to be doing tons of park stuff. For sure. Um, For sure. But and, So let's kind of narrow it down the generality and then yeah. we can broaden back out. But anybody who's ever gone to Disney, there's smells that always pop out. Yeah. I mean, of course, I have to start off talking about me, um, Magic Kingdom. When you walk down Main Street, you get that confectionery smell, you know, mm -hmm. like the baked goodies, yep. that sweet, <clears throat> sultry smell. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's it just sets the tone. Yeah. It really does. It's, it's like, hey, you're walking down Main Street, you're walking into the most magical place, here's a comforting, sugary smell. Yeah. To wrap you up. There you go, yes. And, and you're, you're going to need to swaddle you. Yep, you're going to need to brush your teeth afterwards. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yes, and, and you can find that in the gift shop. <laughs> a princess-themed toothbrush brush or or, or, uh, or a hero yeah toothbrush for 
plus shipping. <laughs> no, plus plus taxes. Plus tax. Plus tax. <laughs> yes. Oh, you never know. They might charge you a shipping fee to send it back to your room. Yeah, that too. And you can send it straight to, I guess, your your home address even if you want. Yeah. So, so. Disney's thought of everything. Yeah, they thought but, of everything for you to pay. Yeah, exactly. Look at this. Like, how can they? How, how can we wring out the most out of um, our guests' wallets? Um, but it's worth it, though. I mean, we 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 joke about it, we rag on it, but hey, we still go back. Let me think. Let me say, we'll, we'll get into this. There are some things that I think Disney needs to unclench their fist and start. Oh, for sure. And start being a little bit more uh, gracious towards certain things. For sure. <clears throat> Employees, <clears throat> cast members. There we go. Yeah, and we can definitely you know talk about that at a um, later time as well. But smells. Um, I would agree with you about the confectionery. Yeah. Love that smell. Right. Oh. Um, so my other th- my one of my big ones is when you go into Adventureland. Okay. Start hearing Even- those. Yeah. Those drums. Okay. Eventually, when you get on, um, when you walk right into like like when you're walking into. Pirates of the Caribbean. That water yes. smell. Yes. It's just, it's like one of a kind. Like that is. is like one of the things that, it, once again, it makes me feel like it's one of those, another internal um, things have been set in place. One of those internal uh, locks have been set in place knowing, boom, you're back at home. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? I know. And I mean, it's it's not like a really special smell. It's, it's you know, just like maybe musky water. Yeah, musky water. Um, a little bit of mold and smell. And Yeah. But... For some reason, yeah, it just the light turns on. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. This, this is Disney. Yeah, I think that one is a huge one for me. Yeah. Um, now, both of us have another one that I know we both love. Okay. I can, I can, I will put a billion dollars down knowing that we will both love this. All right, how about this? We count down and we say it at the same time. Oh boy, here we go. Okay. One, one, two, two three. three. Beach Club. Club. Yes. Yes. Okay, I was a little worried at first. I'm like, okay, are we going to overlap? But oh. No, it's Beach Club. It's it, definitely Beach, Beach Club, Club. Hands down, the lobby smell of that resort. I mean... It's so calming. It, it is. It is. It I know. It like, literally brings you to a place where you're just like, I am just relaxed now. Like, yeah. like honestly, when we were at work and we met each other, you know, we were training in yeah. our training class. Yeah. And after we found out we were Disney fanatics... You brought one of the Magic Candle Company uh, scents, which was the Beach Club. Yeah. And you're like, Chris, smell this. And I was like, oh my goodness. I know. It I literally s- smells like I'm back at the Beach Club. I saw your eyes. Like, like you were not expecting it. Like, yeah. like okay, maybe it's just like a little bit of a... It, it, it's just a candle. But no, like somehow they managed to contain I, I was that. slapped in the... I literally... Just my mental... My mind's eye went back to sitting in the lobby at the Beach right? Club. Right? I mean, that smell is so addictive that when whenever i'm in the lobby i always try to uh get the most i guess a- aromatic smell out of it I'm, I'm always taking deep breaths i'm and then whenever i, I i'm leaving it i i seem to like quicken my breaths just so i can like I get one last is. smell i don't know what it is i don't know what it is I when really i don't. leave when i left the beach club yeah because let's say we'd walk into um epcot because the beach club is literally like an yeah. eight minute walk to love epcot. that yeah so close to that so park. we would walk in um, to the International Gateway, mm-hmm. we'd make a right. Not International Gateway. Is that the International? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the International. So we make, make so you get UK? in, and then you make a right over the bridge, and you're going to France. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, so right away into France. France's has amazing smells. It does. Bakery, um, uh, the, the crap, the crap, the whole place. Everything. Very great. When I go back, I still prefer the beach club smell over the fresh food that's there. Wow, like that's how that's much powerful. I love the Beach Club. Smell. Yeah, well, hey, you, hey, you don't have to convince me because that is my favorite yes. smell, as well. So I mean, we could go on again, folks. We do have so much to get through. We have yes. a lot to do here. Yeah. Holy cow! This, this is why we're creating this podcast, guys. Because me and Greg could just talk for hours. Literally. And you guys are Disney fans. You know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And this is another thing. Like you know, we're gonna say this all the time. When you guys email us, you know, we'll give you the email at the end of it, or we'll give you all of our links. But tell us, what is your favorite Disney smell? Let us know. And also, when you follow us on our social media, um, you can also you know, post your favorite smells, movies, sounds, things on there as Whatever well. Whatever it is. Yeah. And so let's see here. Okay. Getting So we've been kind of talking about, we, we've been jumping into theme parks a lot here. We have. Um, so kind of going back with that, Disney merch. 
All the merch, yes. Oh my gosh, what what are you wearing right now, Greg? So I am wearing a Mulan shirt. Uh, uh, hold on, let me see what it says here. Yes. Han Dynasty, China. And then it says, the tale of Mulan. Now, fa Mulan. Fa Mulan, <laughs> yes. And then it has uh, Chinese writing in there. It has the grasshoppers. Um, the, the, lucky the, 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 the lucky cricket. The lucky cricket. And then it has Mushu on the front of it, which is awesome. Dragon. Dragon. I don't, I don't do that, that tongue thing. <laughs> you, you are not Eddie Murphy. Stop. <laughs> I'm trying. I know. Uh, um, now, let me see here. I got to stand up here and take this off. <laughs> oh, okay. It's getting real, folks. Chris's shirt is none other than the Goofy Movies Powerline Standout Tour. Yes, and it has a whole bunch of names of cities on the oh. back. Um, that's great. Power line. I mean, there's another sound thing like the, yeah, the movie, right. Goofy, the power line music, and there yep. was awesome. Um, so getting back to Disney merch. Yes, Disney merch. Um, so there was actually a story of when Disney, um, Walt Disney and Roy Disney got into a contract with I forgot who it was, but they signed up for a, uh, a merchandise deal. Okay. I forgot who it was. I'll have to, we'll look that back up again, yeah. folks. But they got into a merchandise deal, and this was before Mickey Mouse was huge because they had just lost. Uh, um, Oswald. Oswald was just taken rabbit. away okay. from Walt. Sure. So when they came out with Mickey Mouse and he was still getting big and all that stuff, they were trying to make sure that he was noticed and everywhere. So when they, there were stories of, you know, I forgot who the guy was in charge of who was in charge of the merchandise for Walt at the early yeah. stages. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But Walt, Roy, any of them, when they were in convenience stores and they would see Mickey Mouse merchandise on the bottom shelf, they would rearrange the shelves to put Mickey Mouse at eye level. Ah. Which, I mean, at the early stages, they knew what you see is what you get. True. Um, and in two ways there, obviously. Um, I think anybody who's anybody has seen some form of Disney merchandise. Let's kind of talk about some of the general things. Sure. So, of course, Mickey ears. Mickey ears. I mean, for the longest time, they were just the classic, you know, black hat mm. with the black ears. You have, like, the... The embroidery. Embroidery on the back. But recently, I mean, they've gotten really creative. Like, they've made Princess Mickey ears, Toy Story Mickey ears, literally Mickey ears for every kind of uh, movie that is out there for Disney. Well, I mean, it's awesome. To the point where now Disney's just, once again, we don't have to get into this, but some sometimes Disney self-promotes itself and tries to come out with things to make more money. Right. Um, so, I mean, they had, what is that, the rose gold that they did not expect to blow up like it did? Oh, yeah, you're right. That I mean, that was like wildfire. Like Yeah, and then they came up with the purple right. one that they self-promoted themselves to make big. Yeah. And so they got all those. I mean, but then one of the ones that I really liked was... Um, what, I, what, what, what I really like is not ones that they created, but the fact that now like people are making their own all over. You can find them on Etsy. You can find them online. Yep. My sister-in-law has made Mickey Mouse ears you know, on her own, and they're super awesome. She made like Little Mermaid ones oh, very and cool. stuff like that. So, I mean, people are starting to become a little bit more um, creative with it because now people are it's, – it's getting easier and cheaper to make things on their own so right you got 3d printers you have everything like that you can basically build your own um, anything yeah so i think one of the things is we um for disney merch there's that what about one of my favorites is the mickey gloves i got a pair of mickey gloves not Ooh. not mickey gloves uh was it mickey or goofy gloves one of the two okay so that was fun i like oh, okay yeah um i think so what are some other big merchandise ones i mean t-shirts are huge obviously um, what are some, what do you, what do you think are some very popular ones? Um, well, so of course you have the Mickey ears, like we uh, have, have beaten to death on, on um, there are, uh, just even like in the parks, uh, what I see all the time are like these really cool, um, like light up toys, you know, yeah. like that merchandise, uh, Especially for the kids, like they can, you know, turn it. It'll swirl. It'll it'll change colors, and you can have different characters on that. Um, I I always see that whenever I, I walk. Yeah. No. Speaking of the light up toys, I mean, we can't forget with new Star Wars Land that two hundred dollar build your own lightsaber. Lightsaber. Right. I mean, I have a couple of FX lightsabers back uh, from like this replica shop. 
Um, and I'm blown away with what Disney's doing now in the parks, and, and you can create your own, like something that's not even any other Jedi. Well, I was watching a, a Diz Unplugged video on YouTube, uh, and it had a, um, what's his name, Rhino Clavin going okay. to the build your own lightsaber thing, and when he was going through it, he was actually talking about the fact that um, those um, the, the hilt, right? The hilt at yes. the bottom. They were they were metal pieces. Like Wait, they, they were metal. Full, metal. Like metal. it's not like plastic or like if I hold the lightsaber by the lightsaber, the yeah. light end, yeah. and I hit you with it with the hilt. <laughs> Why do you go there? You're always like you're slapping me, you're hitting me. <laughs> well <laughs> just to prove a point, it will prove, hurt. It will hurt you. And that's why you can't have them out in the parks, because if kids are swinging them... Oh, I mean, like that's a good point. I mean, You're right. It's just I mean, these are hazard. Like, they're all metal connective pieces. Um, so when you put it together, it's it's heavy. Wow, okay. So, I mean, you're paying $200 for, like, metal and really good plastic and that light. That is crazy. Um, so, I mean, it sounds very cool. I yeah. mean, $200, I mean, that's obviously, you know, potentially an extreme end. I mean, there's obviously, like, one of the most extreme ones, the Crystal Replica Palace on Main Street that's, like... $50,000. I know. We always stop and look at it in the window. It's like, you know what? One of these days, we're going to get it. I'm like, okay, no, we're not. But let's just look at it. That's free. For that $50,000, I'll buy an extra 200 points of DVC. See, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Money better spent that, that yeah. way. Um, uh, in terms of another type of merchandise that is sort of uh, plateauing, uh, maybe declined a little bit, but back in the heyday, it was the rage. Pins. Disney pins. I had a bunch of Disney pins, actually. When I... I think the first year I went down with my wife, well then, you know, girlfriend yeah. and her family, um, they were into pin trading. Oh, yeah. I'd never done it, so I bought like a pins. Or, a lanyard, a starter set. Yeah, and started trading some of the stuff, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, but yeah, pin trading has become very, very minimalistic now. Right. They're not pushing it as yeah. much. Yeah, and uh, c coming from um, a huge pin collector, I have over 350 Disney pins. Oh, wow. Yes. And I, I have, have like my, 20. <laughs> look at you. Come on. Step it up. I'm sorry. You step it up. I mean, I have my own leather Mickey satchel where I keep them. And I'm running out of space because I like I try to get a, a Disney pin or two every trip, you know, a, as a souvenir. But um, that just came to be like in the early 2000s. It was amazing. Like just the way that it caught on. And I was six or seven at the time. Perfect age. And it also helped me like get out of my little bubble and, and meet people because I went up to cast members to trade. And it was great. And you could get some really quality pins from the cast members. Mm -hmm. But now, now this, hopefully you guys can agree or, or let me know your opinions as well. But um, about seven or eight years ago, they introduced what they call hidden Mickeys. And they're more uh, mass produced uh, sets that you could collect uh, and you know, of course, with it being mass-produced, the quality of the pin goes down. And for me, I'm an art appreciator. I, I'm a collector. So when I see those flood the market because no one really wants them, it, it, it was a little discouraging to me. And that's why I, I don't pin trade anymore. But I pin I still pin collect very, very on the regular just because they still come out with great ones you can buy. But unfortunately, you can't get that quality yeah. from a trade in the parks. Yeah. So, I mean, we could keep going on about the Disney merchandise. I mean, I've, we've, right. had, we, we've had our fair share of stuff our parents have bought us. Probably. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's things my parents have wasted money on me. When I was a kid, oh. I was like, I want it, I want it. And then exactly. it sat in my toy drawer <laughs> Yes, <laughs> for like yeah. 15 years. Exactly, yeah. Mostly for me, it was it was pins. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, I mean, let's kind of move on a little bit here. Just general things about Disney. Sure. Like, why Disney? Like, once again, this is about why Disney in general. Why do people like Disney? Why do people like Disney things? <clears throat> I was a kid of the 90s. Same um, here. Were you 90s? Yeah. 93 well, I was born, so... Yeah, but you... I mean, I, you, I didn't you, get the full decade, but, but... you weren't, like, conscious of most of the 90s. I'd say I was conscious from, like... Like, eight, like 98. 96. 96? Yeah. You remember everything from when you were three years old? I remember... Well, I mean, snippets. I remember my, my first Disney trip. I remember all this, so I was conscious. Okay, you were conscious. I have memories of 96 to 99. Okay, so you were missing out on a lot of stuff. I was. Okay, so, but, but I would have to argue that, so this is where the rub comes in, because in the 90s, Nickelodeon was huge. Okay. I mean, Rugrats, 
um, Rock Rocko's Modern Life, Wild you Thorn had, Berries or something. Wild Thorn Berries, Nick? Rocket Power. I mean, oh yeah, Rocket Power. Okay, I remember a, that one. You had a bunch of stuff in the '90s that okay. was big. Uh, Guts, Aureo Monsters, Legends uh, of the Hidden Temple, Legends of the Hidden. Uh, what is it? Uh, the Blue Barracudas. They were my team. Silver Snakes. Ooh, okay. Um, so one of the things is um, Disney had a lot of TV shows. Um, oh, dude! Yes. Um, so let's. Yes. So let's. So a lot of people have seen the Disney TV shows. A lot of people have seen the Disney Channel original films. Yes. Um, so let's kind of quickly bounce on that because um, we're gonna have to wrap up this episode yeah. here. I mean, I feel like, of course, we should touch upon this, but this should be just, like its own episode well, in, in its entirety. Yeah. I'm, this is just a why in general. I yeah. Think, exactly. Uh, we'll get you know, just to get like a yeah. Anyway. So, what were some of your? What do you think are some of the most iconic Disney, Disney Channel ch- movies? Disney Channel movies. So for Disney Channel movies, I would have to give number one spot to High School Musical. God, I hate that movie. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's the fav. I don't think it's the best. I think statistically, it's probably statistically the best. like the most people who like know it and love it, even if they aren't Disney fans or watch Disney. It's like High School Musical, boom, they have hearts in their eyes. Um, oh man, I don't agree with you. <laughs> but High School, you gotta remember High School Musical was, was when you, that was when you were a kid. I was, I was six. I was almost. Yeah, I was pretty much done with high school. Yeah, so again, that that age gap here, but um, that would be my first one. But other ones that stand out to me, um, it would it would be a Smart House. Smart House. Yes. Okay. Yes, I loved Smart House. And uh, another one, since I mean I'm a huge fan of the water, I love Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. Yes. I think that. <laughs> I the think grandpa every, laugh, the I grandpa it. laugh. I think everybody <laughs> would say Johnny Tsunami was probably the best Disney Channel original movie. It was oh, phenomenal. I um, and I, I mean their sequel was okay, but I think it. I didn't even know it had a sequel. Yeah, it's it, it's called Johnny Capahala back on board, and they do longboarding instead of uh, surfing and snowboarding. So I mean the the premise is okay, like as a sequel, it, it's fine. But I mean, okay, so I would have to say, I think Johnny Tsunami is. Probably one of the best. One of my okay. favorites was Brink. Brink, yes. It uh, was it Sud Suds Buckets. That was their name, right? Sud Buckets. I have no idea. I Suds. think so. I think so. Something like that. So it would have to be that one. Okay. Uh, that one's a big one. I think there's another. There's a few others that I know I can name off, like that are just good ones. I mean, you have motocross. You have um, my thirteenth year. Don't remember that one. Um, it's so it's a guy who becomes a mermaid. Oh, sorry, merman. merman. I know that was a big thing in the <laughs> merman. merman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <A> Zoolander <laughs> always finds its way into something. For, yeah, I mean that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you just can't plan on this stuff. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So my thirteenth year. It's it's a guy who on his thirteenth birthday he. I he think finds I remember himself. that. Okay, one. yeah, it's really good. <clears throat> I don't think I watched that one. I think my sister watched it because she was younger okay. than me. But um, Luck I would of have the Irish. Lucky the Irish was huge. My yep. wife is Irish, so she go. loves that. That's great. Um, so I think there was just a lot of original movies. What about some of the Disney Channel original shows? I'll tell you. Oh, go for it, man. My favorite yeah. Disney Channel original TV show. Animated original TV show. Let's start with that. Ooh, oh, I like it. Okay. Gargoyles. Okay, I knew you were gonna say that. You don't seem you don't seem excited about that. No, because like I watched only a couple of episodes of that. Again, I think it came out in the early '90s, right? Yeah. So I think it made its run by the time I was conscious. Yeah. In your verbiage. <laughs> um, so Gargoyles was always good, uh, but for me. For animation, it has to be. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed Goof Troop. Goof Troop. I had a bunch of those on VHS. Yeah, love Goof, Goof Troop. Troop. There was a whole TV series that I used to. I mean, my sister and I would, when we were kids, we would watch the Goofy Show animated. Yeah. And that was also early '90s. You're right. Yeah. Um, I think maybe early late mid '90s. Um, so Goofy. There was the Little Mermaid TV show. There was also uh, the Aladdin TV show. Timon and Pumbaa show. Timon and Pumbaa. There was also, you probably remember this, the cartoon show of Hercules. Yes, Hercules, and also Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. That was past oh, my time. That, that was show. that was my brothers. That was great. That um, was great. I would have to also say, my another good um, cartoon animated one. I loved um, the Mighty Ducks. I, I never got into that. You, did you ever see it? No. I Not once. Okay, so there was that. Yeah. Um, but then, so let's talk about 
Oh, Darkwing Duck was huge. Let's get dangerous. Oh my gosh, I love Darkwing Duck. Um, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yes. Chip love and... that theme song. So, do you feel... Let's, let's move to... Um, Live action because okay. we're running out of time here. We are. Um, we always we always running run, out of time. Ah! We can't keep going. We can't okay. make you guys wait for two hours once again unless you want to. Yeah. Then exactly. we'll keep going. Let us know. Um, so, live action. Yeah. TV shows. What were some of your favorite live action Disney TV shows? Phil of the Future. Phil of the Future. Yes, I loved Phil of the Future, and also the Jersey. The Jersey. Yeah. Have you seen that? Heard Never of? heard of really? it. Really? Okay. So I think it was in the late '90s. And it was just a bunch of you know kids, maybe three or four in a group as friends, and they come across this magical jersey. That when they put that when they put it on, they get transported into the body of a popular athlete at the time. So they put it on, and let's say they I, one episode I remember vividly was like one of the main characters. He puts it on, he gets transported into Kelly Slater's body, the surfer. Yeah. And like he's trying to surf, and he falls like during a competition, or. Um, like this one girl, when she puts it on, she gets transported into this big lineman body of this one football star. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it was just really cool. I, I love the premise and it also brought me into uh, the world of sports. So, I mean, I think there was that, I don't remember watching a whole lot of live action okay. TV, Disney movies because, because <clears throat> I would say in the nineties, live action kids TV and animated was ruled. And I, I think, I think most people would would have an, uh, would debate me on that, but I don't think there'd be too much of a heated debate on it, because I think Nickelodeon was owning the '90s. Um, okay. So I mean, a lot of their live TV shows was, were huge. Like you cannot talk about '90s live True. action without talking about all that. True. And then another one that like worms its way into though it, it definitely exploded in the early to mid 90s but it'd be power rangers like power rangers that thing just it took the world by by storm so i mean like, i would have to say like disney was not doing as much live action no uh tv shows i mean there were but i would say they were not they were struggling behind nickelodeon in the 90, in the early okay. 90s maybe i can mid see 90s. that yeah late 90s they started coming out with stuff in early 2000s and quality stuff as well because <clears throat> early 2000s they started coming out with a lot of stuff so I would have to say, um, like, even Stevens, Hilary Duff, um, all those things came out. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. See, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, that was later. Though. Yeah. Um, so, but even Stevens was probably one oh, of the I biggest ones. I love that. I love even Stevens. Uh, regardless of what you think of Shia LaBeouf now. Right, yeah. But, but as as the character Lewis. Yeah. So. And uh, before I forget, another um, animated TV show, Kim Possible. I know that's a little bit later Kim on. Possible, my love, wife loved Kim Possible. Kim Possible. You know which animated show my brother-in-law who's now 17 so when he was a kid he might have been like 11 12 13 okay liked um so many years ago was that that was four years ago five years ago sure. okay we're looking depending at, at mid 2010s he loved uh phineas uh, phineas and Ferb. oh that yes yeah i mean i loved it and i was like 18 and 19 at the time and i hated that show you hated i thought the it show? was so stupid it wasn't stu the humor was highbrow like <coughs> that was directed i think toward more I, I think higher i don't know it's just i just thought it was so it was, dumb it was so clever it was so dumb i to mean me. have you heard their songs yes i mean it is just to me i found the show annoying i think no <laughs> my mother-in-law who's like you find this annoying but you like spongebob okay like she finds out like how can you not like phineas and ferb which is probably more mature-ish, if you want to say in the sense of like, it's more sophisticated in its yeah. cartoonishness yeah. Yeah. I mean, than Spongebob, which she says, it's just, she was like, Spongebob is just flat out like stupid. Like the things they say and do is just stupid. I don't have much to say on that because I wasn't allowed to watch Spongebob <laughs> growing up and I just haven't had the time to rewatch any yeah. or watch any episodes, so. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to think about it more in the future. We'll, we'll see what we can do um, with that. We're gonna have a bunch of different um, themes, um, for that kind of stuff here. I mean, we're not, we can't get into every single little detail here. Um, I mean, I know we're all Disney addicts here, right? You guys are Disney addicts, we're Disney addicts, that's why you're listening. The thing is, we can't go into too much depth on all this right now, because, I mean, Disney movies, I mean, for crying out loud, we could have a whole series just on 
the making of Snow White. I mean, that was yeah. a huge oh, oh undertaking of yeah. itself. I, I mean, mean we, we don't have the time. To frankly, I, I'm i impressed that we were able to keep it as short as we were um, and within guidelines of, of an hour podcast or so. So I mean, I could have gone on forever about oh, Disney sounds. I mean, I was a music major in college. Yeah. So I could have I mean, gone forever I mean, about music. For sure. So, I mean, again, that'll be another themed maybe even month. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so... Before we let you guys get going here, uh, we do want to kind of cover a few things with you really quick. Yep. We do want to just let you guys know once again how you can contact us. Please go ahead, do an audio recording, video recording uh, of yourself so we can put you guys into the intro. And Greg, what kind of things do they need to say in that video or audio? So we would need your name, where you're from, and how long you've been a Disney addict. And so when you send that to us, you can send that... Uh, to us via email at mydisneyaddictionpodcast at gmail.com. Now, you're going to want to also, if you want, put in a question or put in some comments about this episode, what you guys like, what you guys disagreed with, you know, some of your top Disney movies, sounds, smells, TV shows, whatever the case may be. And make sure to hit us up and follow us on social media. On Instagram, we are my underscore Disney underscore addiction underscore podcast. On Facebook, we are My Disney Addiction Podcast. And finally, Twitter, our handle is at My Disney Addicts. So go ahead, like, comment, subscribe. Um, definitely, we want to hear you guys' um, thoughts. We are trying to make sure that this isn't about just me and Greg. We want you guys to be a right. part of it because it's My Disney Addiction. We have an addiction, and we're just talking about it. You guys have an addiction. We guys want you to write in, talk, conversate with us. We want this to make we want to make this a very interactive experience for you guys. Exactly. And when you hit that subscribe button, make sure to write us a quick review, letting us know how we're doing, um, how you like it, and where you'd like to see this podcast going. So we're just gonna end like we do every single time here on a Disney quote. It doesn't, and you can also put this in your email about what kind of Disney quote you like. It does not have to be specifically from Walt Disney. It can be about, you know, Disney in general, Disney legend that you've uh, really enjoyed, Disney movie, Disney song. Disney character. Whatever, whatever the case say. may be. Um, send it to us. Send it to us. So uh, we're going to end off with the, um, who is that guy? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Show me in, man. Help oh, me out. Oh, the guy from. Give me hints. The demigod from Moana. Oh, Maui. Maui. How am I drawing a blank on that? <laughs> I don't know. All right, you guys. Well, it was fun hanging out with you, and I just want to say you're welcome. Oh, that's how we do it. All right, guys. Take care, and uh, make sure to tune in next week when we talk about why Disney theme parks. Why Disney theme parks. When you wish upon a That was a Titan Cast episode.